you taking care of you? That's around the face. your face. Back to Lovely Scouts Cafe. It's your, it's your dose. It's your daughter? <laughs> I was gonna say it's your dose. Um, it's your host, Dr. Lovely here. And niggas, get your seat, get your pencils, get your paper, everything you need, niggas, because you're gonna want to take some notes today. And yes, niggas, yes, it might be about. <laughs> Lately, babe, I've been thinking, niggas. Niggas, so listen up. <laughs> uh, let me tell you what's really funny. So I'm telling your brother about the job that I had got, right? Um, <clears throat> and. This nigga was like, how many jobs you gonna take? And how in the hell you keep getting all these jobs? Listen, listen. Every job you get has given you closer to the gold you get. Okay? Listen, listen, listen. You said you have many options. That'd be a prosperous year. Oh, this nigga just said, this nigga came in like, damn, I keep looking, but I ain't got shit. I was like, nigga. Really? Niggas know exactly. So, peep, yo, peep, yo, peep. So, Friday, right? I was listening to, uh, I was, let me turn this down just a tad bit. So, I, I was, I was listening to, uh, <laughs> Moray, um, Alicia, um, uh, on on you know, um, part um, YouTube is a is a uh, one of the the um teachers I like listening to, and no, oh, it was the last um Shabbat lesson from last week, and they were. Uh, um no, it was just the the regular old Shabbat lesson. Oh. But he had been teaching like numerical values um within the Bible and how they line up with scripture and things like that and have certain significances is important, but nigga he took us to um and I was that night before I was watching cuz it was like 5 hours I think. Um so the thing I love about um the the teachers that teach the Bible from our ancestry aspect well, is the inside the church. People are allowed to ask questions, they are. Um, which I think is really great because um, it, it helps you to open up the door to understanding when you're right there in the middle of it. Um, so I think that was really nice. So um, 
he was ref- he had been going over the calendar system and kind of how it's skewed um in essence I, yeah i'm really gonna get to it i really got to get to it um but that really takes some time and uh, dedicated to research and i, don't, I just yeah, don't have the time right wow. now to to dedicate myself to that um <clears throat> but he was going into the seventh year because you know we have a year shabbat Right, we have many dedications and, and festivals and are appointed times that God set up. I'm gonna turn this off so I don't get um, stopped. Um, yeah, that's dedicated to the feasts. So yes, so the seventh or the Shabbat year, because it's every seven years. The Shabbat year um, is a year of forgiveness. And releasing and peace. Actually, it's just a year of peace. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be dedicated to making peace and cleaning slates. Okay, so I'm listening this morning about it, and he was talking about um, it that what the n- numerical value of seven is is representation, um, and it was so beautiful because um, you always heard me say, you know, that place in the Bible where it says it's appointed time. For everything, a time to kill, steal, whatever, whatever. Um, but everything you will note um, with those numerical values also have a significance to you. So for <clears throat> one of the numerical values was um, the the um, nine. And I was I was saying my, like my birthday is actually in December. Y'all call it 12 months. But in essence, I guess if you look at it from a 12 point in our standard, it'll give you the number three, which represents um, righteousness. But most prophets have an attachment to three. So when you realize what you're born for or born for is always going to be some numerical value attached to you and a reference in scripture and what it means. And I thought that was interesting because even if we look at the numerical value of 12 you can say 2 and 1 is 3 or um, 3 times 4 is 12 or um, even on my birthday is is the second and second means um, God is establishing a thing so when you want, want understand that prophetic aspect to it God establishing something it still goes back to the word being coming forth. Um, and, and, and still again, I was like, wow, you know, and, and it was finally like, damn. So people be all up in the shit by some stuff, but they truly don't understand because there's a lot we remove from, but there's also a lot of incorporation and, and, and trash incorporated in some of the things that we, um, come to understand. But I just thought that was really interesting. That's, that's one of the things. Um, the other thing was I was, um, Man, I was fucked up that that morning. I was in there crying like a motherfucker, goddamn. Because he was talking about peace and making peace and the importance of peace and the things that we hold on to that people may have done unto us. And we're sitting and stewing in that stuff because I had really been praying to God about, you know, removing hurt from my heart and taking away anger from me. Because I realized um, in my marriage, I had a lot of anger. And a lot of the anger and resentment that was built up toward him was I was always a forgiving person and I never allowed the deeds of others to impact me. 
But when I got married to him, he constantly hawked on the negative things that people did. So it made me focus in on it. And it changed a lot of my relationships because of that particular thing. Because I always really, it's funny because I think about Bishop and he's really like that. And I, I like love the fact that he um, he doesn't hold on to grudges and he easily forgives. So I thought that was interesting. Um, that have similar characteristics. So I was, um, I was just thinking about all of those things. This is why I love Torah and keeping it in my life because it, it causes us to reflect on a lot of things and the things that God told us that we're supposed to do and operate in. Um, it really changes our life. And, and but it still, it still take. I'm still going back to. The reflection that ones have when you focus in on the the principles of Torah because it really makes you stop doing things, yeah. and you're focused on the negative things that you keep doing. Um, it, it eventually you stop doing stuff. So there's a lot of things throughout the it's week that I have been lot, reflecting about some that stuff that have. I'm doing because th- when I'm doing something incorrect, I'm like, wow, God, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to be doing these things because it's something that we learn in this captivity. That um really makes it <clears throat> hard for us to um really get our minds right. And I think about um man, this year is so powerful. I, I'll always be grateful for um Adonaya for this because this is what he gave me. Um and it's not like I never did know it, but it he was just pointing me in the right direction, you know what I'm saying? not forcing anything. And I think about my actions, you know what I'm saying? All of these things I was thinking about my actions and the fact that I was trying to save my people, but I wasn't trying to save them productively. I was enforcing my will and that's not right. So when you enforce your will, people can't hear you. So I was in here crying like a motherfucker because I was thinking about all of my actions and the things that I, I did that were so wrong. Um, and what that did and all of the, the, the um, pain I hurt, I might have caused someone. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm, I'm reflecting and I'm just talking to God and I'm like, God, just help me with this thing. I know it's not going to be easy because I come from a family of fools and cut ups and, and, you know, um, but I'm grateful because I'm still reminded of the prophecy I received that I would do something different. And I'm thankful for that. Um, yes. So I, um, father, so I get to work and when I get to work, I had this text message and it threw me for a loop because I wasn't expecting it, but it was a blessing. And I'm not going to talk about it till it comes into fruition. Cause I've learned to be quiet about a lot of things that God is doing in my life, but he's doing a lot of positive things right now. And he's turning tables in aspects that I really want and all of the work that I've done in the city so far. He's also dealing with me on that too. If you're going to put forth the effort and say, this is something you're going to do, you have to be diligent in the things that you do. So in a time where I'm feeling lazy and I don't want to do it because I feel like I'm, I'm losing so much time and energy sewing into this thing, but you can't heal a city without doing the work. And it's not easy work. It's hard work. So, um, I um what did it say? I I um 
And after that, like, it just kind of took off from there. Then I got the call about my job. And I was so happy about that. So then I had I had been praying that morning about how do I deal with the people at work? Because I don't want to leave there with animosity. Because I was, it was going to be ugly. I was going to be like, <clears throat> but that morning it talked about um, us getting to a state in mind when people offend you and it don't even bother you. Because you know God is... And I used to be... I was talking to Keisha about this on, on Friday. Um, <clears throat> and it's funny because I sent her the heart one. And her ass was like, I had to sit down for a minute. God did. Man, I had to sit down. Anyway, so um, I'm going to cut this short. Because um, you know we like to do the rhetoric in the beginning. But <clears throat> I'm going to cut this short so we can get to it right now. And you... I hope... I, I pray... <laughs> And I hope, and I pray, and I hope, and I hope, and I pray, and I pray, and I hope, and I hope, and I hey, and I be long stocking watches. I am Pippi long stocking, hoping to hey, and I hope Shana. Pippi, Pippi long stocking, watch out, here I come. I'm a leader. Okay, I'm done. Make it. Real quick, I swear to God, I wanted to watch that shoot. I used to watch Pippi Longstocking so much when I was a kid, nigga. So I was, I pulled my daughter up. She had to be about eighteen. I'm like we gonna watch Pippi Longstocking because I know you never seen them. At this time, I had uh, Netflix, and you can like order them and you send them to your house. So I ordered the Pippi Longstocking movies, niggas. And you know what had happened? I had issues. Soon as it started, I was like, oh shit. No, this ain't this ain't right. This, ain't what this, is, this is so bad. This yeah. is so very, very bad. He's nine years old. And yeah, at nine years old, around a whole bunch of men with a short ass dress on, they it. just grabbing her up the uh, ass and everywhere, nigga. I'm like, oh shit. She's in the sea around a whole bunch of seamen. This is wickedness. And taking long trips with these men. With her skirt everywhere and forever sitting on laps and, and shit. Oh, listen, niggas. I was like, Climbing oh. up ropes and things. Oh, man. I'm telling you, niggas. I was just so anxious. I was like, oh, damn. This shit is... Wow. Because I couldn't stop thinking about the pedophilic, uh, pe- pedophilic undertones of the damn movies. I was I like, oh. Not surprised, though, because, you know, it was a Swedish show. Shirley Temple, but I don't know who's who. Oh no, Shirley Temple! Man, mind your name, goddamn Shirley Temple and our gang. They got their start in something called baby burlesque. Did she did? That was first. It was called literally called baby burlesque, and they put kids in compromising adult like situ um, sexual situations. Yeah, right. Nigga, the whole name. Uh, we were we here watching kitties. That wasn't no more than kitty porn. Nigga. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Listen, 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 y'all. All right, let me get to it. Because I had to go on the sidetrack with that one. So, anyway, we tailoring this message. What the heart really wants. Niggas. I'm, I'm telling you right now, niggas, brace yourself. But I know. There might be some rebellious niggas on the other end of this. Definitely hit me with 
Um, rebellious niggas, I want to speak to you right now. Um, I don't know if it's gonna impact you because you know, just niggas that's rebellious. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't want to listen. But I'm gonna tell you today, niggas. Um, take it into consideration. Take it in heart. Whatever you choose to do with this, this is up to you. And God, it's got nothing to do with this niggeress over here. No, mm-mm. Because this niggeress is over here contemplating fucking her own heart up and self and whatnot. Because this, this, this right here is going to be something. So, let's get to it. <clears throat> How do the heart impact our lives daily? Well... There's a scripture that tell you to sharpen your battle axe. So let me hit that real quick. Take us right to it. Uh Uh-huh. It says this. Um, In Jeremiah 51, 22, 23. You are my hammer, my weapon of war. That's Israel, niggas. You, your ancestors. You are God's weapon of warfare. Uh, But I know. I know, niggas. I know, niggas. You thought it was JC, didn't you? Nigga. No, because I'm going to take it back to you again. No, it doesn't. You know, it's not. It didn't say Jesus was. It said Israel was his weapon of war. All right, let's listen. Um, Cola, meaning pay attention. Something next. With you, I break nations into pieces. Now, mind you now. He told our people. It was a nothing people that was going to overtake us, meaning they wasn't even strong. You know, kind of like how we was when we took over other nations, niggas. A nothing people will take a nothing people without a culture, without a heritage, with nothing. No identity. Not nothing, nothing, nothing. A nothing people will subdue niggas. We were supposed to be the powerful people. Mind you, now, he, they didn't just subdue Israel. They, they conquered the earth. They had nothing. Uh, I'm going to say it one more time. They conquered the earth. And they conquered all melanated people. They sure did. And I'm going to take you back to Daniel where it told you they went a conquering and a mingling. And they came in the name of peace. If you know anything about the treaties that they came with, you know, they had the the natives signing these treaties and shit. Mm. Which had some real slick shit. In there that they didn't really pay attention nor comprehend because it had everything to do with their laws and not the laws that we use to govern our land anyway. <clears throat> Most of the people lost their land just from their slick ass treaties. So you thought they came in here with war like, ah, no, I'm going to say it again. They were a limited people, small in number. The best way to conquer a people was come in the name of peace. You remember the Trojan horse. They gave them the horse as a present. They got drunk. A whole bunch of times. It's good to get people. That's that. That's what they did here too. Yes, you did. got listen. They got, drunk. they got them drunk. And while they were they slaughtered them. drunk or in their sleep drunk, they, they killed them off. Come on. Moving on. With you. I destroy kingdoms. With you, I break into pieces the horse 
and its rider. With you, I break into pieces the chariot and the charioteer. With you, I break into pieces men and women. With you, I break into pieces old men and the youth. With you, I break into pieces the young man and the young woman. With you, I break into pieces the shepherd and his flock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! You know who the shepherd is and they flock, don't you? Alright, I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna get my life together though. With you, I break into pieces the farmer and his team. With you, I break into priests, governors, and commanders. And now y'all understand, nigga men, nigga men, nigga men, nigga, nigga, nigga men. Why they keep y'all ass fucked up and stupid. Because soon as y'all niggas know, it's a wrap for they ass. But I know niggas. I know. I'm colored. And I'm a woman. I'm a colored woman. And what the hell do a colored woman know? So let's see what the white man said. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, we'll get life together. That was that was it. You you gotta understand the importance of you having your heart right. Cause when it's right, there will be no oppression for you anymore, niggas. You will govern your own selves again. But they they wanna keep you in the state you in so that so that you won't so that you won't walk in that principle. <clears throat> God is a warrior. And he is mighty in battle. He really don't need y'all niggas. He really don't. For what? He don't need you for, he don't need you for shit. He just uses you because he chose you for a purpose. Wow. You got purpose. Every warrior goes to battle with weapons of warfare, trusted, effective, and reliable. Well, niggas, what's your warfare looking like? What y'all fighting with? Hey, Christians taught you got to fight the spirits. Mm. But the spirits ain't what you really think they are. No, they be fighting with the damn self. That's the thing you haven't realized. You think people, the, the Christian that made you think you fighting an entity and it's the entity fault. No, niggas, you fighting against yourself. That, 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 that spirit that jump on your ass at night is you fighting with you. <laughs> Nigga. No warrior goes to battle without a weapon to fight. But the battle is in your mind, niggas. And with your heart. Your mind is battling with your heart. Because your mind know the correct thing to do. But your heart is stupid as fuck. It's a dumbass piece of shit. And I'm not just talking about yours because so is mine. Our hearts do what the fuck we wanted to do. Get us all kind of fucked upness. You know the right thing to do, but y'all do that. Y'all still do the opposite. What is it about us when we still choose? When we know what is correct, what is what should be the the battle? It's right. You supposed to do what's right. But for some reason we can't get a hold of that. I'm going to do what my heart tell me to do. 
Uh, mind you, this is the shit you taught, right? Let my heart lead me to, to everywhere I need to go. My, I'm going to let my heart be my guide. No, niggas, you need to let your mind be your guide. Not your heart. Because every time my heart involves in some shit, I get in my feelings. Every time my heart involves in some shit, I piss, I piss off somebody, I mess up somewhere, I done done something wrong. Every time my heart get in the way, goddamn, I always fuck up some shit. Now, do I mean to do these things? No. But it's still about control. I want to control the situation. So my controlling ass do some stupid shit. Just like y'all controlling ass do some stupid shit. This is what happened when you always trying to save somebody's ass. No. Sometimes people do anything to save someone. And that's a dumbass thing to do. Because now you got to compromise your principles and the things you believe. All right, now. I told you, get ready, niggas. Jeremiah, uh, I didn't already read that, didn't I? <clears throat> Being God's battle axe means you are his weapon of warfare. He intends to fight battles through you. Consider David's battle with Goliath. It was God himself that fought with Goliath. By making use of David as his battle axe. Well, why in the hell would he do that? Well, he can just do it. Next. God don't get involved in petty shit. Not the way y'all think. He always said, call on him and he'll answer whatever you need. It'll be done. When you walking in righteousness, whatever you try to, he said, I will, he was, I will give you the desires of your heart. So now David is looking at Goliath. Goliath's disrespectful ass is round there talking shit like no, I mean, like folks know some folks do. You know how it is. I got kids that come to my office all day talking about the shit kids be saying and doing to their ass. Now, listen up. Niggas, if you send your kids to school dirty and smelly, goddamn, you already know. Kids gonna fucking talk about them. Don't send your kids to school dirty and smelly. Make them wash their clothes or you wash them. There's certain things that kids can alleviate themselves from being bullied. But it's your responsibility to look after your children. Thank you. Because I have had people come in my office smelling like. Now you're going to tell me I'm being wrong, but I'm not. I'm parenting y'all ass today because y'all need to learn. Because sometimes kids being bullied because of the way they keep them. They don't keep their hair combed. They don't keep their clothes clean. They be smelling. It's to be a whole bunch of shit. Now, why is kids' clothes not smelling? It's because somebody ass is lazy and they not motherfucking washing their clothes. 
Cause shit, even when I asked, my mama was smoking crack and shit, and I couldn't get the shit I need. Niggas, I used to wash my clothes out on my hand in the bathtub with a bar of motherfucking soap. And how I dried my clothes, I used the iron to dry my goddamn clothes before I went to school. And early in the goddamn morning before I went to school, goddamn, I would wear the shit. I didn't give a damn, but my clothes was clean. I'm just saying. We need to be accountable for the shit we do. There we go right here. Now, see, I know y'all going to think I was being wrong and I was ungodly by pointing out some shit. No, 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 no. We had to learn to correct one another and be okay with being corrected. Even though it don't make us feel good. Now, now, mind you, now I was going, I was willing to go lie at work so I wouldn't have to make people feel bad. Because I'm leaving my job. And God said, don't do that. Why lie? Because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Do you understand the things that we do? To protect others. To protect others. We do things to our own detriment. We let people guilt trip us. But we not supposed to be doing. But we not gonna take into consideration this woman had a whole fucking meeting with a list of shit, not know she was fucking talking to me. Which is why I said, God, release me from this place. And the same day I prayed it, he released me from the place. I woke up the next morning. No, I woke up the next morning and I was grieved. I was grieved by my clients. Because I promised them that I would be there for them. Yeah. And I was also grieved that I was going to leave. And the sad part was, I felt sorry for her. But you know what God told me? And I'm going to get on. I said this last week. She released you from the word that bound you to help her. Yes, it did. I'm going to say it one more time. See, God tell us to be people of our word and not to go against it. And the first thing she going to ask is, I thought God told you you could be here. Well, you released me from that contract that they you set up to humiliate me in front of a whole group of people. By having an office meeting, knowing it's only four people in there, your sister and the office manager, and I know she was talking to me. She refused to even look me in my eyes. As she talked about how this is her business. We don't forget, we, we, we do stuff. And I understand the repercussions. We say, God, please bring us some things. God will bring you what you asked for. And you will fuck it up. And then you'll be, and then you'll be looking at God sideways. And I prayed, God, and you said you was going to send me. No, just because it don't look the way you expect it to look. Yeah. See, that's the problem is you have an expectation the way these things are supposed to unfold. And you don't know what God is doing. So you can't look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah, that's the point they got me. Moving on. 
A battle axe is a weapon in the hands of a warrior that can bring down the enemy. It has the capacity to cut down, root up, and break it into pieces, the strongholds of the enemy. Listen, you have no idea. A true weapon, a battle axe is, it's not a, it's not a sword. <laughs> it's to break bones. Exactly. Yes. It's stronger than any weapon that you can use it's a, for it, hand-to-hand combat. Yes, I know. It is. It is to disengage or dismantle your opponent. It is a strong weapon. So, are we going to the are we going to the Hebrew aspect of this? Because I'm I'm sure you connected or no. A battle axe. Uh huh. No. no. I'm just going purely off of what the battle axe is. Yeah, I know. Based on all the things I've watched. <laughs> yeah, it's to break you into pieces. It's it's, an, it's designed to cut the bone in half. Cause you ain't gonna keep fighting once it hits you. You go it disengages. All the shows I've watched. Yeah. Fantasy wise, a battle axe is usually preferred to be the most powerful weapon that can be used on the battlefield. So if God referred to Israel as his battle axe. You are the most powerful weapon he has in his arsenal. Come on, Father God in heaven. Exodus seven and one. Whatever God would have done to Pharaoh, he will do it through Moses. Pharaoh did not see God, but he saw God's power working through Moses. And mind you, Moses wasn't even confident in himself when God first sent him. He wasn't. It was more like so he his brother had to speak for him but it got to a point where he was comfortable enough and the stutter was gone because his meek and humbleness and when I say meek and humbleness understand this the, you you listen you you y'all, you know how niggas are they always want to pop off and get mad when somebody say and do something to them you imagine the shit that, that Moses had to endure every day all day dealing with niggas ass in that damn wilderness every fucking morning he There's had to get up about puffed up men listen every <laughs> fucking morning he had to get up and listen to niggas complain all day to the evening time all fucking day niggas complain to him from morning to night about Everything. Now, he didn't listen and forced and complained and then talked about him. Even his brother and sister was talking about his ass. Everybody had something to say. They were being divisive against him, but this man still stood in adversity and prayed for these niggas' lives. He prayed that God spared their lives. Nigga, I don't know many people like Moses, niggas. I just don't. I don't know somebody that's going to be like, you coming after me, bitch? And be like, Father, they just so stupid. I don't just go on and help them, God. Help them. You understand that? He he interceded religiously on 
these folks behalf and they was talking about him doing all kind of shit against him every time he told them the right way to go these niggas went left and then they went left and then some shit happened and then they start complaining about that but then they didn't see the fact that it was they dumbass that went left and that's the reason why they were fucked up but you getting mad at Moses saying it was your fault no niggas it was your fault because you did what you wasn't supposed to do and then you got the repercussions of it and you wanted to blame Moses for it because somebody had to take it we ain't gonna talk shit to god because all that rumble in the bronx going on that we heard that that we decided we didn't even want to have moses to um, no man talk god to talk to us now mind you you understand why we have prophets now because our ancestors didn't want god to talk to them because the one time he did scared the shit out of them and they was like no nah, we won't do it and god don't talk to everybody He said he will choose those he will use to speak his word through. So count yourself blessed anytime someone has told you you have an anointing of a prophet. Because it really takes a special person to be the mouthpiece of God. Moving on. These are things to think about. Who are you battling? What are you battling? And what should you be battling? Ah, shit, niggas. Ah, shit. Just just one more time. This is the thing you should be thinking about. Who are you battling? What are you battling? And what should you be battling? First thing we will review is the heart. This is because people seem to think they understand the heart. Oh, man, do they think that? That they're familiar with with a desire of the heart. But what you find is they're really, they really don't comprehend the heart at all. So let us see what the word of Yah says about the heart. And let us challenge ourselves to see if we really can overcome what God's word tells us about the truth concerning our hearts. Are y'all ready now? Pull it up. Get your pens out. Let's get started. And check your feelings at the door. Because I ain't ain't got time for it today. Now listen up. Uh, uh, um, And I just want you to know you won't be the only person cut. So let's get to it. Therefore says... Thus says Yahuwah, our Elohim, although I have removed them far off among the nations, and although I have scattered them among the countries, that yet I have been to them as a little sanctuary in the countries where they are come. Pause. So God said he's been like little sanctuaries. To the places that we were scattered to. Now that's going to tell you that some people is following his principle or seeking him out. Because he said little sanctuaries. He ain't gonna, he don't have a building. Just little small places around the, around the world. That's seeking God. Moving on. Colin, something important is next. Therefore say, thus says Yahuwah, 
our God. I will even gather you from the peoples and the assemblies, you out of the countries, and I'm sorry, and assemble you out of the countries where you have gone or have been scattered. And I will give you a, the, the land of Israel, meaning we'll return back to our homeland. For some of us, it's already in the homeland. We'll go into our portion of our homeland. <clears throat> um, and they shall come together, or they shall come thither, and they shall take away all detestable things thereof, and all the abominations Thereof from thence, meaning everything y'all has learned and picked up from wherever the hell you came from, you can't come taking that shit to where you came. You got to leave that shit behind, you know, kind of like what happened with Lot's wife. She didn't know how to let go of her past. So it, it destroyed her moving on. And I will give them one heart. And I will put a new spirit within you. So, you know how the Christians told y'all, y'all got a new heart and a new spirit and the Old Testament done away with and all this shit. Now, that don't line up with what's just said here. It doesn't. It don't. It don't really line up at all, niggas. It don't. You see how I told y'all, y'all be not reading the Old Testament. Y'all follow everything that's going on in the New Testament and that's going to lead you astray because y'all think, um, yeah, no, uh-uh. Because that's some stuff God didn't even tell people to do. Okay, I'm moving on then. He said he'll give you a new heart and a new what? Spirit. And I will remove the stony heart out of your, out of their flesh. And I will give them a heart of flesh, a soft heart. That they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances. Does that sound like they done away with niggas? Oh, Father God in heaven. Did he say they would do it? Did you hear that, niggas? Hold on, one more time. Let me read it one more time. One more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. That they may walk in my statutes. And keep my ordinances. And do them. Now, you know they're sneaky, right? Because they just switch it up and change it from ordinances and statutes. But it's just say laws, statutes, and commandments. They just reworded it so you wouldn't catch it. But it ain't done away with it because it's still here because y'all ass ain't in any country. And he ain't got it the people. And you ain't got a new heart. And you ain't got a new spirit because y'all niggas still doing shit. All right, man. And I will be their God. Did it say JC was going to be your God? Nope. Did it say JC and me? Mm-mm. Don't share. <laughs> Did it say 23 and me? I'm just, I'm joking. I'm joking. Because <laughs> it's 21 right here. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> but as for them whose heart walk after the heart of their detestable things... And their abomination I will bring their way upon their own head, says Yahuwah. Ooh, shit. Shit, nigga. That shit, that shit, no cringe. 
cringe right there. That's cringeworthy. Can I say it one more time? But as for them whose heart walk after the heart of their detestable things. What is a detestable things? Christmas niggas, pork niggas, all shit he told you not to do niggas. Those that a lot of people saying they need some help and you give them some money and they buy other shit with it. That's detestable things. Those that trick and manipulate their family members and their neighbors or their friends and they're doing shit they know they shouldn't be doing. Those are detestable things. All of the things that niggas do around here, robbing folks, stealing and shit, detestable things. And all them crosses niggas wearing around their goddamn chest and all over the damn country. Detestable things. Did God say in the Old Testament that he had a cross as his symbol? Nope. All right, now, moving on. (laughs) I will bring their what? Weight upon their what? Own head, said God. He'll bring their weight upon their own head. Ooh, that's heavy, bro. That's heavy. Oh, that's heavy. Stone, a stony heart. Let's get to it. The paleo version of this. The vocabulary of the English language has only two dimensions, meaning that each word with the English language has one definition. The first dimension, but can be used in a variety of applications. The second dimension, as an example, the definition of the word train is a procession traveling together. A line of railroad cars is called a train because they travel together in procession, one after another. The traveling part of a wedding dress is called a train because it travels in procession with the bride. The verb train means to teach. But in the sense of causing the student to follow the procession of the teacher. When it tells you about God's train, fill what? Temple. Hmm. The place where they what? Learn the ways of God. The place where they what? Find correction in the way that we Learn to apply it. The Hebrew language, however, is multidimensional. And it is. You've heard me say this. Like in English, each Hebrew word has a literal meaning. As well as an extended meaning. However, like English, Hebrew words are derived out of specific root or a root words or y'all call them prefixes or some are called suffixes those root words meaning so closely related to the word and the root may have other words derived out of it also with a similar meaning to that root many of these roots are also derived out of the other root, meaning there you'll find similarities or, or prefixes of the word 
um, being attached to other words. And you'll see those particular uh, Hebraic letters in that in that space, but it might mean something completely different, but it's still attached or its meaning is still attached to what that word means. You remember what I told you about Shalom? To destroy the authority to ta- attached to chaos. And what that type of peace mean? To remove chaos from what? Your life. In every area of your life. Mind, body, spirit, in your home, wherever you dwell, drive, you know, total completion. Moving on. <sighs> So let's look at the Hebrew word um, stone. It means even to demonstrate. This word literally means a stone such as you might find in a creek or field, but can't also, but can also be a weight used to balance a scale. As it as shit as it is made from a stone or a black or I'm sorry or a block within a building um, that has made is that is made of hewed out stones. I'm sorry, y'all. My mouth, my mind going today. Okay, so um, the Hebrew word is derived out of the parent root. Um, ben, Ben is son of. Um. In the original Hebrew alphabet, this word was written as um, a house and 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 the germinating seed. A germinating. Yeah, yeah, the serpent or the little squiggly line, the seed. Um, the the they call it a a, a, a oh, nah. seed, huh? Nah. Nah. And so, bet, 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 and nah, nah. bene. The first picture on the right is a picture of a tent or a house representing the male figure or a masculine figure. Because the father is also represented as Bet. The house, the protection, the covering. And now you're going to have which is the semen. So it's still masculine and it's a, it's a responsibility of a man here. Oh yeah, it's bull. The sea, the sea still kind of, We don't give out semen, so it's still representing the masculine aspect of it, because it's bet. Spirit. And spirit or uh, serpent. Or yeah. Oh, you talking about the the seed? So you said nah, because that would be either a spirit, the spirit or the serpent. What it represents? The it bet. looks like a seed, so they said it meant seed. So yeah. They're still kind of iffy on what it really means. It it looks like a it, it, it like still looks like a semen yes. like the semen That's squiggly line. The second picture is a a germinating seed, but can also mean continue, as a seed continues the next generation. When combine when combine these letters mean continuing the house, and is the Hebrew word for a son. Masculine. The one who continues the line of the house, the firstborn, 
which is still attached to Israel. From the parent root being comes another root, and the word derives out of them, the roots, um, the word, are closely related to the concept of continuing the house. So meaning the stone (coughs) represents something that is continuing on or replenishing and growing. Um, so these root words are, are where you see this, um, the root word, um, Ben and is it Ein? What? Um, not Ein is I, the seed, the seed, ah, ah, what was it? Ah, the bull. No. What did you say it was before? Oh, the spirit. No, but the Hebrew name for it, root, I. Ein. You're talking about the eye, or are you talking about no, the No, I know that the eye is an ein. I'm talking about the snake. Oh, nah. Nah. Bet and, and nah. The root word is bet and nah. Um, in banin, meaning a building, or even a stone, or avin, a stool made from stone, um, Havin, ebony, or a hard wood used in building. Bohin, meaning thumb, called the builder. Bana, to build. Banai, a building. Uh, tevana, intelligence, needed to build. Bain, understanding, needed to build. Lavin, a brick, also used like stone to build. The is actually a W. Because it'd be Wa. So you said Vav. So the word stone means even. I'm going to give you an even heart. A heart of equality or equity, a heart of righteousness. Where you know exactly how to do what is correct. Straight and narrow. Like you won't you won't be rearing off. You'll be going straight right in the direction. There'll be nothing that keep you. You won't get this. All right, now thank you. That was a good cleanup. Is something about the heart that there is something about the heart. That God sees is hard. Clearly, we know the biology of the heart is soft. But the hardest stone known to man is a diamond. And it's transparent. transparent. So if your heart was like a diamond, you would see through it. But it would be clear and clean of all incorruption. The cloudier the diamond is, the more impurities mm-hmm. in the diamond. The diamond we go into Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. He said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak with thee. 
and the Ruach or spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me and he set me upon my feet because it's something about when that spirit hits you, you can't stand up. And I heard him that speak unto me and he said unto me, son of Adam, I send you to the children of Israel to a rebellious nation that have rebelled against me, God. They and their fathers have transgressed against me, God. Not myself, but God, niggas. Even unto this very day, meaning they've been doing this shit so long and they still doing it, even to this day that I'm talking to you. And the children are brazen face <laughs> and stiff hearted. I do send thee unto them and thou shalt say unto them, thus says Yahuwah Elohim, Yahuwah Elohim, the God and your power. And they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, meaning reject, go against, not take heed. You hear me say it all the time, but here go the words in black and white. Father, you think they'd listen if it was a white man telling it? Probably so, God. Probably so. For they are rebel for they are a rebellious house, yet shall know that there hath been a prophet among them. And thou, son of Adam, be not afraid of them. Neither afraid of their words, because we already know niggas talk shit. Though defiers and despisers be with you, and thou doest dwelling, I mean, saying thou doest, thou thou doest dwell with among serpents. Y'all live with not serpents, scorpions, stingers that like to talk shit. They gonna hit you. They gonna come back. They gonna clap back. He called y'all scorpions. Do you know the sting of a scorpion as small as that little sucker is, is like a bite from a snake? I actually describe it as a burning. The venom burns. Mm -hmm. Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks. Y'all some good looking niggas. Face be toe up. You say something to an ain't. She talking me. <laughs> For they are a rebellious house. And thou shalt speak my words unto them. Whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. For they are most rebellious. And thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat 
that which I give thee. He also warned the prophet not to be like them. I'm going to tell you what to do. And you're going to listen. And you're going to go tell them. And they ain't going to like it. And when I looked, behold, a hand was put forth unto me, and lo, I rolled off a book was therein a cipher. And he spread it before me, and it was written within the within and without. And there was written their lamentations, mourning or moaning and woe. He said there was lamenting, meaning sorrowfulness, depression, moaning, crying, and woe, dread. Now, ain't this? All right, moving on. That's Jeremiah chapter 2. I read 1 through 10. Because I felt y'all needed to hear all that part. Moving on. Nigga woman, there you go again. You always talking shit and trying to make us feel bad. And you know, nigga, you don't want to hear this shit. Now stop trying to make us feel bad. Okay, moving on because I'm going to be long. Um, He placed the heart right in the center of the soul. The most and most of the time, we never take a second look at it until it's time to desire something. He placed the heart right in the center to test you and see if you will follow his word or not. Yah isn't a complex a complex sovereignty. He's not complex. He don't make things hard. He give it to you simple and plain. Do it or not. The choice is yours. I ain't even going to make you. But just know. If you don't, I'm going to tap that ass. And if you do, I'm going to reward you. That's just plain ass common sense. Moving on. (sighs) And see if you will follow his word or not. God isn't a complex sovereignty. He's already given you everything you need to win. The answers to the test is a thing we fail to realize is when we fail or mess up or go down the wrong road, it's not him. It's you. It ain't God. It ain't the devil. It's you. You did it. You made the choice. Suffer the consequences. It ain't the devil. And I'm going to prove this. Because you made a conscious decision to make a particular choice being led by your heart. I know you'll say that nobody told you or somebody lied to you. But the answers have always been right in front of you. And it has Everything to do with your work ethic. I've heard niggas say, I ain't reading a whole bunch of stuff. I don't have time. All I can do is 
one Bible verse. Well, how the fuck is you supposed to learn the things that you're supposed to do and not supposed to do if all you can do is read the verse? Because you really can't comprehend much with a verse. That verse can be whatever the hell you want it to be. This is why we're in the situation we're in, niggas. Christianity give y'all verse and run with it, goddamn. And it don't even be it don't even be in context. It's a whole lot of context, and y'all using it willy nilly all over the town. There is nothing worse than people not willing to learn, not even to their own benefit. One more time. There is nothing worse than a people not willing to learn. If you want a nigga not to know something, put it in the book. Ain't that what they say? That's the proverb, right? Because niggas ain't reading. There is nothing worse than a person who is not willing to learn even to their own benefit. Meaning, if there is something that you need to learn that's beneficial to yourself, most of us reject it. Why do we do that, niggas? Why? I'm going to tell you why I do it. You're dumb. I'm a dumbass. That's why. Shit. Ain't nothing else to say. Shit. And and the sad thing is, the lacking of the will to learn will be costly to their own detriment. Nigga woman, there you go again. Always telling us we gotta do stuff and we don't wanna do it. And and you be keep trying to tell us that we gonna have these things happen to us, and you be wishing bad stuff on us, and you don't want us to succeed because you a hating ass nigga woman, and you don't want us to you don't want us to win, 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 win. Yeah, y'all, y'all, listen, listen, niggas, listen. I want you. I pose you this one question while we sitting here. This one question I pose you is this. Now, mind you now, as wild and stupid as half of the shit the niggas do that hit across the whole fucking world. Y'all silly ass dances, stupid ass music, everything y'all do twerk all over the town. Y'all got Asians twerking, Mexicans twerking, everybody twerking niggas, goddamn. Y'all got everybody singing rap music, doing silly dances, tricks and trades and all kind of things. If y'all ass can empower the world to do that dumb ass shit, just imagine the fuck you could do if y'all ass walked in righteousness. The whole fucking world will change. Clearly there's something spiritual about niggas, goddammit, that make people want to do the same shit they do from the clothes on down. You understand how powerful that shit is? It must be something to this. Think about that shit, niggas. Think very deeply at your own time whenever you feel like it. Niggas is always thinking over here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Moving on. The heart is deceitful. What is it? Oh, no. I was thinking about something that I saw recently when you said that. What was it? It was a video I saw about this, uh, this woman... Who was at a, I think she was at a wedding, or no, it was like a social media thing. And she was dancing, shaking her butt and all that stuff in front of everybody. And then the little boy, her little boy comes up. Her son, mind you, her son comes up and stops her from doing that. Mm. 
in front of other people. He corrected that He ass. corrected her. He oh. told her to, he shielded her. He told her to stop. Woo. Come on. Come on now. And you can see the look on his face when he saw his mother doing that. My God. See y'all? Mm-mm. And the fact that people... Is watching his mama? Watching this. Filming, mind you. She's grinding up on some dude. With her son, man. With her son there. And he's filming this. Watching her doing this on this dude. And his excuse was, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was your mother. First of all, you're laughing in the process. While filming his mother grinding on you. And you're standing there. You're not stopping. You're filming it. Everybody's laughing at the little boy. Now, pause. Hold on. Honorable young man. Exactly. Honorable young man. And and it's funny, right? Because you would wonder where the honor comes from when the mama walking in unhonorable deeds. So y'all don't understand your actions impact your kids. To his embarrassment. The look of disappointment on his face. Do you know how they supposed to have that Freaknik um, documentary? Yes, I heard about it. And half of the nigga women around here crying and don't want it to go forth because of the dumb shit they ass was doing because they don't want their kids to see the wild shit they ass did. Mm-hmm. See, if you're if you going to do something out in the open to bring shame unto your family name, be ready for the repercussions. It's the same thing I've been saying this whole hour. The things we do out here carry weight. Does your reputation precede you? What are people saying about you in the community? When you step outside them doors, what is they saying? What is your reputation? What are you known for doing? Are you known for speaking righteousness and walking in righteous deeds? Or are y'all hellions like the God told us? Rebellious niggas, rebellious niggas. You know how many times he said rebellious? Let me go back and read that shit. Won't count the rebelliousness. How many times he said that? Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Uh, Rebellious. One. Two. Three, four, five, six, seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Woo! Righteousness, the number seven on that. Solidified mean it's complete. That y'all rebelliousness is complete. And full. The heart is deceitful above all things. And it's exceedingly weak. Who can know it? 
The heart is deceitful above all things. It didn't tell you some things. It said above all things, it's deceitful. And it is exceedingly wicked. Who could know it? Jeremiah 17 and um, 9 through 10. And Yahuwah smelt the sweet savor and Yahuwah said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more anything living as I have done. He told you even your children ass is wicked. But most of y'all tell you the kids ain't responsible for their own sins. Now, surely somebody lied for you to your ass. You wonder why sometimes kids get sick and shit. Kids are wicked too. They are. Product of their parents. Yes. Because they see wickedness, they model it. Mm-hmm. And then the country is wicked, so they ain't surrounded by wickedness. But they come out the womb wicked. How do I know? Who teaches a child a baby to steal? Baby steal. Baby steal and they lie too. And they lie. Have you ever seen a child sneaking in the kitchen to steal shit? (laughs) And when they're caught. (laughs) (laughs) They start lying immediately. When you say, you come to the kid and they got crumbs all over their face. Who ate these cookies? No. No. (laughs) They still chewing. Lying. (laughs) Cookie all over the face. Come on now. That's Genesis 8 and 21. The wicked are estranged from the womb. The speaker of lies go astray as soon as they are born. Yes, they do. As soon as they are born. They it don't take long. It doesn't. We talking about toddlers here. We talking about little six, seven month little babies stealing and doing shit. They're tearing up shit and doing stuff. And you tell them don't do it and they still do it anyway. They don't understand. You a damn lie. They know what they're doing. Because if they have sense enough to be shocked when you catch their ass, they know what the fuck they no, do. if they have sense enough to hide what they've done. True facts. Yes, this is true. Because they try to hide it. This is true. Psalms 58 and 3. This is why everybody in the land fasts during the Feast of Atonements, even your babies. The babies, too. Uh, the uh. animals, too. And the animals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it tells you everything. Yeah, nigga, even the animals don't eat. And remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me. For goodness sake, oh God. Good and upright is Yahuwah. Therefore, do with his instruction or do do with he instructs sinners in the way. Yes, he does. He instructs you in the way, tells you what you're supposed to do. Niggas just don't do it. That's Psalms 25, 7 and 8. And he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who knoweth whether Yahuwah 
will not be gracious to me that the child may live. But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. It's David talking about the loss of his son because of his sin. David learned his lesson. And he rectified it. That's 2 Samuel chapter 12, 22 and 23. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I I sinned and done this, which is evil in your sight, God. That thou may be justified when you speak. That you, God, may be justified of my wrongdoing. Because what he told me not to do, I did it anyway. And those words and my punishment is justified when he rendered it. And be in the right thou when thou judgest. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou dearest truth, I'm sorry, dearest truth in the inward parts. Make me, therefore, to know wisdom in the innermost heart. Do you know how many children are born in sin? But when you when you think about the words of this person is saying that what you've told me is just and I've done wrong in your sight. Please help me to understand your truth that it reside in the innermost part of my being so that I will not sin against you anymore. Repented. Prayer here. Psalms 51, 5 and 8. When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her child come out, but there is no harm. The one who hit her shall surely be fined. As a woman's husband's shall impose on him and he shall pay the judges, I mean, he shall pay as the judge, judges determine. Meaning, this is a law now that y'all know nothing about because I ain't told you shit, but we're going to go from there. And it's talking about a man hitting a pregnant woman. And he hit her so hard, it causes her to give birth to her child. Uh-huh. And if that child survive. The man had to pay restitution for what he did. This shit should be on on daddies too, niggas. It already told you that God don't don't respect people hitting on women. 
or let me say beating them. But if there is harm, when you shall pay, then you shall pay. Life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe, or slap from slap. So if the baby dies? Then that person dies. So that tells you, life for a life. So that tells you, now you see why these white people don't like this? I see why. Because they had to render correct judgment for the wrong. Now listen, it also tells you that God honors an unborn child. Mm. So all of us women's, that went out there and tugged the babies out. And you wonder why we got so much shit going on in our lives. And you wonder why our relationships don't add up correctly. Because we done done some fucked up shit. God honors life. Exactly. Now we all should be dead, niggas. For the lives <laughs> we've stolen. I'm going to say it again. We should all be dead for the lives we've stolen. Thank God we in captivity, niggas. Mm. You got But who taught you to dispel your child? Who taught you that? Mm. Who told you it was correct? And what was the purpose behind them teaching you to dispel your child? Because I was taught this by my mom. I didn't teach my kids this shit. Parents were the first ones to take the kids down to the abortion clinic. So if you've taught them, it's correct. I'm sorry, what now? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. She took you. (sighs) Matter of fact, they enforce it. They do. Children don't have a, a decision. They make them go. They do. Moving on. No matter how scarring it is. Knowing that even in our youth, we fortify wickedness. But the important part is that God gives us something to encounter our wickedness. Principle to look to. That will solidify righteousness within us. Along with the very thing that keeps us accountable for our actions. And when we hold fast to our particular principles. You will begin to find yourself following the principle. Then it becomes embedded in you. Because your measure of judgment To not offend daily assist to understanding the walk in the principle. Meaning, once you recognize it or you are aware of these particular unsavory things that God don't like, you pay close attention to not doing it. You find yourself in the bathroom washing your hands real good. 
You find yourself cleaning up after yourself. You find yourself leaving your socks and shoes out at the door. Don't bring them in the house. You find yourself doing a whole bunch of things, making sure you get the blood out of me. You find yourself watching and reading the, the, the ingredients in your food so that you don't mess yourself up. You find yourself walking in the principles. You find yourself not lying because you know lying is wrong. You find yourself doing the correct things because you know you shouldn't be doing them. You self-regulate. Moving on. Because your measure of judge, um, because every transgression cuts the soul of the seeds of Adam. And it does, which always—I mean, which allows you to, which allowed you before the two to comprehend that there is only one. What the fuck? ADHD right there, niggas. I don't know what the fuck happened here. Which allows you, which allows you before the two to comprehend. That there are only there that there is only one path. It helps you to understand that there's only one path. There's only one standard. There's only one law. True. This brings us to righteousness through humility, self-respect, accountability, provides a lifestyle of provision without lack. But if it seem not good to you. To serve Yahuwah, choose to yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers that were on the other side of the river, meaning the gods your ancestors used to keep way back in the days, and you know, all them little idols and shit. You know, when you was in Mithraim, all them gods, if that's what you want, keep them. Y'all, that's where you think Christianity come from. It's, it's, Christianity is literally birth. Out of Egypt. Yes. We know this. That's why I'm comedic niggas tell you that. Christianity was. But they like to link it with the Bible. It ain't even the same. Nope. What was it? <laughs> Alright. They just whitewashed it. Same shit. Just new names. And new colors. And new people. Moving on. Whether the gods um, on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites, among whom ye dwell upon their land. But I and myself will serve Yahuwah, for he is holy. Yahshua. This Joshua talking. Because see, Joshua was sick. Joshua wasn't like Moses. Moses was patient and nice and sweet and shit and meek and humble. Joshua was like, y'all niggas can do what you want to do. I ain't got time for this shit. You can pick whichever one you want and whichever one you choose. You already chose your side and we coming for you. Wow. Because that shit ain't finna go down in the land. And after three whole years, Israel niggas was cutting up and then they got into captivity after three whole fucking years. And then Joshua and his brother had to go rescue them niggas. I'm sure he just made that declaration. It's like, listen, 
I, I, didn't, I didn't save your ass once. Now, we didn't win and got your ass. Now, this time, niggas, as long as I'm alive, you're going to keep playing or you're going to be gone. I'm just saying. Sometimes we need radical people to pull us out of our shit. Joshua 24 and 15. That's where it came from. So Jacob told his household and all who were with him, get rid of the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your clothes. Even your clothes become sinful. That's a story for another day. I'll tell you some shit about. Okay, moving on. That's Genesis 35 and 2. And listen. Abraham was known for a righteous man, but his whole household, meaning everybody that lived in the house was on board with it. Even his servants followed. He had nobody in his house that did not keep his principles, period. No turmoil between the sons. Inside the house, because he wasn't going for it. Not at all. All right. That's Genesis 35 and 2. The people replied, Far be it from us to forsake Yahuwah to serve other gods. Joshua 24 and 12. And I say unto you, I am Yahuwah. You must not fear the gods of the Amorites and in whose land you dwell. But you did not obey me. Hmm. <laughs> Judges 6 and 10. Look and look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. Follow her back home. Naomi had two daughter-in-laws. She had two sons. Her sons died. She didn't have any more. She told the daughter-in-laws to go back home to their mother country. One of them left and went back and served their own gods. And Ruth stayed. And she was blessed with a righteous husband who was extremely wealthy. This is that Boaz shit you get niggas always talking about. I don't want a Boaz because they want a wealthy man. You ain't willing to do the work that it takes to do that either. Because you forgot this woman lost her husband. You don't know what that was like. She went through some things to get to that point where she could get that Boaz. Some people don't want to walk in the shoes of other people when they ask for their blessing. Be happy for what you got. And see where your blessings will take you. And stop looking at other people's stuff. That's coveting. That is coveting. Moving on. Um, that's Josh. Uh, oh, no. That's Ruth 1 and 15. And Eli. Yeah. Eli. Eli. Shit. Eliah. Approached all the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? How long, niggas, will you straddle the fence? If Yahuwah is God, follow him. But if Baal, the Lord, niggas, is God, then follow him. But the people did not answer a word. Why? Because they knew, niggas. They knew after they saw that fire come down and voila. They were like, shit. 
Ain't nobody fucking with them other guys. No. This guy don't play. All right. That's First Kings 18 12, 21. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden statue you have set up. That Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was gangster, weren't they? <laughs> Nigga, you can go and throw us in the fire because we ain't finna do it. But you already know them niggas be like, you finna put me in where? Yeah, right. Ah, Anyway. <laughs> Nigga, I'll be like, I hope. But I guess I'm gonna go and get it this far. But there ain't gonna be nothing today. Oh, something else. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be over. Uh, okay, I'm stop. I'm stop. I'm stop. Oh, <laughs> that's Daniel chapter three and eighteen. Oh, Father, please let not. Yeah, no, I don't want that one. Uh, <laughs> Micah four and three. Though each of the peoples may walk in the name of his God, yet we will walk in the name of Yahuwah, our God, forever and ever. There's a motherfucking declaration for that ass. Y'all niggas can serve whoever you want. You didn't hear me say it. Niggas be like, you don't celebrate Christmas. I ain't gonna stop doing it. I already know, niggas. I already know. I don't care. I'm just telling you what I'm not doing. And you can't make me do it. All right. The next question we must ask, what does it mean when the heart is desperately wicked? But it would behoove you to believe that it is created to desire, which is what most people believe, that it was created to make you desire. Yeah. But we have to take into consideration that God stated that everything he made was perfect or good. Without sin of knowledge of good and evil transformed our hearts into something else. And how do I know that? Because science back it, right? You've heard me talk about this before. When we do wrong, our genetic makeup is is changed. Your book of life. Yes. The more sinful things you do, it changes the genetic makeup. The more positive things you do, it changes your dramatic makeup. So if you live a perpetual sinful life, then you become corrupted. And your DNA is corrupted. Exactly. Take that with the, uh... And then you pass that corruption down to your children, nigga. The... So y'all be trying to figure out how y'all got gay children or y'all be trying to figure out why your kids is rebellious and shit. It's because y'all ass is corrupt. And then you pass down corruptedness to your kids. Science tell your ass traumas passed down, and not only trauma, but wickedness too, niggas. What's that again? With the, the monarch. The vibrations and the, the, the ice. Oh. The crystals. Where they speak positivity and they change the yeah. formation of it. I forgot the name of it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's a study not only just on um yeah, they use vibrations um as well to see the the impact and change in structures of plants and other things. Why do you think when people speak positivity to their plants and tell their plants they love them and talk to them and shit, they grow and they flourish. But then when you don't take care of them or nurture them, they die. It's not just about watering the plants either. Just move it on. So, from a excuse me, desirous aspect, are a coveting component to to the heart is it causes you to desire things in a rebellious way. For example, it draws a man to a woman who could be married, knowing that it's inappropriate. He doesn't care about the recourse or consequences of his actions because truly, think about it, if you sleep with a married woman, not only are you impacting her life, but everybody attached to her. So she got kids in the family and you're doing that and you're not realizing there's going to be some. you destroying the whole family with your actions and you're not thinking about that because all you're thinking about is what your heart desire. Vice versa. Same thing, isn't it? Do you get what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Your heart desires some things, but your your heart doesn't consider the consequences as you desiring things or going after the things you want. I wanted these pair of Jordans, and or I wanted these um these pair um not Jordans. What the fuck? I wanted this coach purse instead of do instead of paying my shit. Yeah, I'm gonna just do that. Matter of fact, last week someone called me crying and lying on somebody and said they did them wrong. Come to find, and they, they told, promised them they was going to help pay the car note. Come to find out, the lady gave her the money, or part of the money, to pay the bill. And I asked, did she put it in the name of the car company? No. She wrote the check to her. And now and then they then they repossessed the car, and she blamed the woman and said it was her fault. No, nigga, goddamn, it was your motherfucking fault. You spent the money that was given to you. To pay for your car. And God's punishment on her was. Nigga. Do you understand? People will help you. And you won't do what you were supposed to do with the stuff. And then you have the audacity to blame them for shit that you didn't do correct. Or the promises you said you were going to do when you when they gave you the money. When someone gives you money to do something and you don't do it, what you were supposed to do with it, then that's stealing, niggas. How is it stealing? Because you took the money under false pretense. Yes. And you lied about it. That's how fraud is. Misappropriation of funds. Misappropriation of funds. <laughs> Why you think God said you got to pay for it again, niggas? Goddamn, I'm moving on. You gotta pay with interest. As the heart, okay, I'm gonna go back to where I was at. Just as a woman's heart teaches her to desire another another woman's man, and and the heart leads 
us unto wickedness and desires that are often detrimental to us. And it is, and we don't think about that and we don't care. As the desires of our heart will cause us to not pay attention, to not pay our rent, our bills, to purchase items that we know we don't need. We just want them because the heart makes you want. But because the desire of the heart is strong, we remove the logical actions because the need or our need to self-gratify is greater than making sure we do responsible things. And the most interesting thing about that is doctors, scientists, and so forth will tell you eating certain things is detrimental to your health, but will make excuses to continue to eat it. It's like being aware of something that's attached to wickedness. Even with the knowledge of it, we still make excuses for doing them. How many people, you know, that know Christmas is wrong. That is in the Bible is being wrong, but still choose to celebrate it. How many people do you know that know the history of Thanksgiving being set aside or a set aside day that white people celebrate the conquering and massacre of a people and you still celebrate it. That's like. Somebody killing your mama and you having a party to celebrate the fact that they killed your mama. No, actually, it's like somebody killing your mother. You invite the person over that killed your mother and you suck with them. Ooh, that's even worse. Because that's exactly what happened. They invited the Indians to a feast after killing their people. And they celebrated. This is a victory for us. Here's a feast to celebrate. Come join us. No, the Indians didn't do that though. They lied. That's what they told us to 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 oh, cover up the lie. That's not what they did. They didn't invite them niggas over to a feast. They a lying ass lie. They as celebrated by themselves. It wasn't no Indians there, goddamn. That's the story they gave to the kids to make the kids accept that shit. It's still a holiday gave to you by your oppressor. Christmas is a holiday gave to you by your oppressor. Every 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 week I do intakes and intake is what's your culture? Everybody that's a nigga look at me and be like, what you mean, nigga? American Christian culture. That's what you got. That's your culture. It's not your ancestors' culture. It's your culture now. And nobody connects it. When I say it, they don't even be like, damn. That's my culture. Alright, now. I know y'all can't stand me. It's sadistic. We make justifications for our desires, for the desires of our heart, which alleviates rationality when it comes to our actions. Meaning, we make these decisions without thinking or we just throw it out even though we know it's wrong and we convince ourselves that it's right 
Because I promise you, there's always an answer for niggas keeping Christmas. There's always an answer for niggas still eating pork, lop, crap, shrimp, and crap. I, I remember oh, yeah. I had a client come in, and the baby's name is Malik. And he said, um, he said, uh, he don't eat swine. <laughs> he looked up and said, yeah, you can't eat. He don't eat crab or lobster. He refused to eat it. He said, it's a filthy thing. Yeah, it's because he got it from Muslims. He been he had been listening to the Muslims talk about it. He wanted to connect it to his name. It's interesting. Yeah, we had to talk about it. I told him this in the Bible too. He said he didn't know. His mother didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that he was searching it out. You know what I mean? And he made a decision. A child made a decision not to eat something because he knew it was wrong. He called it the roach. He he called lobster and crab a roach of the sea. I said, yes, it is. Yes, it is. So it's something where children can make these corrections and grown-ass niggas can't. And it's funny because kids do it right away. They don't. Yeah. They don't make justifications. They just went. They see it. They find that it's wrong and they fix it. Exactly. (sighs) Oh, I know they do because we talk all the time. We make justifications for the for the desires of our heart, which alleviates rationality when it comes to our actions. But knowing no one should be smoking, but you got to do it because the heart wants to. You shouldn't be eating all this stuff and drinking all these things. But the desire of your heart needs always your, your desire of the desires of your heart needs always supersede all rational judgment. Yep. It got me there too. Mm-hmm. I bet. Because I was doing all things with my old self, getting all that soda and all that. I knew it. Man. I was like, it got me real. You'd be passing down now, I'd be like, mm. I was like, mm-hmm. Yep, can't do it. I can do it now. You got to fight through it. I got it. You got to fight through it down the aisle. You got to fight through it. Nigga, I don't know I what. Was a rough this is how. Listen, you. This is listen. This is how you know. This is how you know. This is bad shit, and and this 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 um world we live in is so wicked. Cause I promise you, for some reason, Christmas decorations and trees and shit has been crossing my YouTube page like nobody's for business. Real. I'm like, what the fuck is up with this? And niggas are starting to feel kind of Christmassy, and I'm like, no, nah, this is wicked. I'm, you gotta fight through it. It's- me, I promise you. We try to get you. See, guys, I like Nicky. Did you get a store? Don't see a little sleigh bell ring. Hey, we get you with the socks. Come on, it's a lovely way to birthday ride together with you. Come on, it's. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Then they hit me with raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright satin. I was like, oh shit. Here we go down and let nigga I was like, oh shit. Let me tell you, the only thing I loved about Christmas was Christmas songs. That's the thing. <laughs> okay, I love the shit out of Christmas songs. I know all the white ones, all the chamber music ones. <laughs> I know I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Like the one I used to know where those snay tops glisten and the children 
Come on, niggas. Oh, my shell tunes. <sighs> my shell tunes, niggas. <laughs> I'm singing in the rain. Just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling. I'm happy again. And this never ends. I'm happy and singing in the rain. Like it is White Christmas. I'm dreaming. That's the one with the show tune, White Christmas. Like it. Oh, you talking about you talking about the song? You talking about the movie? The movie, nigga. That movie be banging. That that's one of my favorite ones. I know. Every time an angel. Oh no, that was the time a bell rings and angel is asleep. Yes. (laughs) That's a different one. I know. That's um. What does they call it? A miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm telling you. I've been sending my auntie all kind of Christmas crafts. <laughs> like, look at that. Look at that. I also get, uh, the niggas love crafting. Nigga, look at that. Look at that. Yes. Because that's awesome. Listen, listen, listen. I've been sending her Christmas crafts. Look what you can do. Because I can't do it. <laughs> so you giving it to me? No, ma'am. This shit's so wicked. That's why you know it's wicked. It's like he just pulls you in. Then you be seeing all of decorations everywhere. That's why the brand I was like, y'all gonna do Hanukkah gonna do it big. Next year, I think it's a song. It's gonna be a Hanukkah situation going all around the town. Alright. Alright. Moving on, niggas. Moving on. Listen, Keisha, Keisha, you know, Keisha's keeping the principles now. Yes, you told me. And she told me she went to her husband and told her husband, "Okay, so we gonna do Hanukkah." He said, "Uh, that's seven gifts for seven. That's uh, gifts for seven days." I was like, "Niggas, it's no different than all the motherfucking trees you put under the goddamn under the tree." Listen though, but say about Hanukkah. Hanukkah isn't truly a gift giving day. It's not. They don't know that. The only gift giving day that is registered is Purim. I know this, but it's not about giving. It's not about it's giving really a, gifts. It's about giving to the people who are less fortunate than you. <laughs> yes, I Taking know. care of the poor more likely than that. We got to get our stuff together for the, um, the care packages. Mm-hmm, the care packages. Okay, let's get our life together, Gary. Okay, but you thought it was Satan. <laughs> that enemy be doing shit that Satan wicked ass is trying to hurt me doing stuff to me. No, niggas. It's not Satan. Your brother ate up all the cake, nigga. This is the last piece of cake. No, you ain't getting it. I ain't getting it. Ate up my whole birthday cake. You can get ate up your whole goddamn cake. That was the second piece. You can keep the cake. Because I know you didn't get a piece. Bye bye. Let me go get this, nigga. Sorry, my auntie made me a pound cake for my birthday. My son then tore the cake up. Hmm. Mm. So, tempting you or making you do it, he definitely gets a lot of credit for the things that we do on our own and the recompense of our actions, meaning we're not supposed to do it. And because we do it, there's God. He said, I what? I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Ah, can't nobody pull your ass out my hands. Once I put you in my hands and this is where you're going to stay, can't nobody get you out of this shit? God literally said, can't nobody take you out my hands. When I have set up 
to do something to you, there is nothing anyone can do to stop that. Even though niggas, even though niggas, Jesus said he came to do what? Deliver. Well, God said ain't nobody pull you out of his hand. So somebody else is lying. Somebody lying, niggas. Meaning doing things wrong always has a consequence. And you might not pay right now or right away. But it will come in some area of your life. And if you really thought about all the wrong things you've done and lined them up with the events that were detrimental in your life, you'll find a commonality. What I mean by this is, if you're sleeping with another man's wife or husband and someone does it to you, then your repayment for your actions was done in that deed. But the thing is, you won't, you will, you receive is what you receive is going to be twice as harder than what you've done. And think about it. So the stuff you've done to others. So if you disrespectful with their mouth and talking shit and telling and doing what other stuff. And then people are being disrespectful to you. Setting your ass up and doing all kind of other stuff. You use your mouth to bring people down. Then God will, will use people's words to destroy your character. Do you understand if you paid attention to the things that happened to you as a recourse of your actions? This ain't the devil, nigga. This God dealing with y'all ass. See, it's easier to put it on somebody else so that way it won't have to sit with you that you did it to yourself. Oh, no, nigga, I had to sit with myself. I done done some very fucked up shit. And oftentimes it's just from my mouth. A lot of things that I get in trouble for is the shit I might have said. And I'm saying I ain't, I do it indirectly. And really what it is, is the things that I've said went against what God told me to do. He told me not to do something and I did it. Anyway, you didn't hear me talk about it. Don't act. But God, they did stuff to me and I won't. You you didn't you didn't see it? No, I saw it, but he said I'll repay them. It's not my job to repay them. It's not my job to do anything to them. Because as soon as I've done it, then there then there's no need for God to do it. Because he told you his what? Punishment or what? Just And what? Equity. Equal. For thou doest not in, he said, for thou delightest not in sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou hast no pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God is a broken spirit and a broken and contrite, humble heart. Oh, yeah, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy favor unto Zion, your people. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem, meaning protect us. He's saying he don't care 
People always talk about sacrifices and offerings when it comes to the Old Testament. God said multiple times he don't give a shit about your sacrifices nor your offerings. What he does want is your obedience. Because that is greater. I told you your obedience and correcting your deeds. You you had to correct your deeds before you can even go to God and ask for forgiveness. Which is your sacrifice? Well, if you've done it, then your sacrifice is fulfilled because you made correction and you changed something. Right. For don't. That's in Psalms 51 and, and, and 18. And how do we break the heart or dismantle it? We do this by not. Heeding to its desires. We reject it. We make corrections. We fix our mistakes. When we wrong people, we, we apologize. We make peace. For the people you know you need to make peace with, go and make peace with them. Correct it. Yeah, he was bothering with me about my mama. I knew it. <laughs> um, Yua is close to the brokenhearted and serves and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have troubles, but Yahuwah delivers them out of them all. He protects all the bones. Not one of them will be broken. Well, what would they be broken by? That hammer, nigga. That battle axe. Psalms 34, 18 through 20. People worry so much about sacrifices and offerings concerning the law. But God has already told us that he prefers our sacrifices. Well, he doesn't prefer our sacrifices. He don't care. I tell you, this talking shit don't work. With, With the... With um the thing you must comprehend is why won't God despise sacrifices of a broken heart? Because you're coming before him humbly. There is there ever been a time in your life where you sought to do right and walk in the principle or to stand And the more you you try, the more things come around you that rule over your heart to do the opposite. If what you were trying to do, you know how it is. I like the one where it says, wherever I try to do good, you lose prison. Because the more you try your best to do the correct things, the more testing will come. 
When you overcome the tests, you don't have to keep doing them. Because a place of humility is a place of lowliness. And when your heart is in that state, you become open to receive knowledge and wisdom to help you come out of that state of being. No, I'm not going to say everything has this cathartic component to it, to brokenness. It doesn't. Cathartic means a breakthrough. Not everything is cathartic. Sometimes we're dealing with some stuff we might have done a while ago, and it's just now hitting you. For a selected few, it causes them to stop and reflect broken. This makes you hypervigilant. And in that space, you're ready to receive God in humility. And once again, not everybody would heed the cathartic event, meaning when you've gotten your correction, not everybody's going to change. Because majority of the people believe it's Satan. They don't understand that it's their deeds or the things that they had done is the reason why they're going through all of those hardships or strifes. Only certain people will say, God, what am I doing to offend you? And how do I get out of this? Can you help me get through it? It still goes back to a place of humility. Deuteronomy 4 and 7 says, For what nation is great enough to have a God as near to them as Yahuwah our God is to us whenever we call him? What God did he, what, what nation did he become intimate with? See, I know a lot of people don't like that. And they'll say that's not fair because God chose a people to do some stuff with. And and we weren't part of those people. Well, as you heard me say multiple times, he started off with the whole world, niggas. Remember that? He created a whole world of people and told them to do the right thing. And you know what all the world, the niggas in the world did? They did their own thing. And our ancestor, Ibrahim, he sought God out for himself. He refused to believe in the God that his, his parents taught him about. You would hear me talk about this all the time. We inherit stuff from our ancestors. We inherit JC from our ancestors. But some of us questioned it and decided not to do it no more. That's the same thing Abraham did. And because of him doing that, He found favor in the sight of God and he blessed him through it. Think about that. That to me is a beautiful thing because he sought God out and he and he made himself known to him. 
And through him, his seed was blessed. He promised his descendants that they will be a great people and that he would use them for his purpose. It took a couple of generations for them to come into that place. Abraham was so excited that he went into the land to live. His, he lived there his whole life in the land that God promised his people. Now think about how sad it could have been for him not to be able to see his family come into that, to that, um, to that promise because he didn't live to see it, but he had, um, trust in his word. So much trust that he went to live in the land that God had promised his people, his, his descendants. Even though someone else was ruling the land. Now imagine that. Sitting into a land that you were promised that you can't even rule. You know, like right now, niggas. This land we live in right now is ours. It belongs to us. And we don't rule it ourselves. Now you're not really understanding what the fuck that really means, niggas. I don't know. But for me, it's some fucked up shit that makes me mad every day when I have to think about the shit that I got to deal with to live in this land that don't even belong to the people that rule this land. It's my motherfucking land. And I have no rights to any of the resources on the land. Neither do I have a right to choose a place that I want to live on and stay there and build there and grow there. Because it goes against the codes and laws of these people. I can't leave land to my ancestors or my descendants. Because they have revoked my rights to my own land. Now, if you don't really get what the fuck that means, I don't know what to say. But half of y'all ass should be mad as a motherfucker just hearing that shit. The fuck you mean? You took my shit. And I don't have anything to tie to myself. Or my culture or my heritage. Attached to this land. Somebody stole it from my ancestors. And I, I don't even find rest in my own land. I don't find prosperity in my own land. You can't tell me, people, that this should not make you angry because it belongs to you. And you don't get to do whatever you want to do in it. But all kinds of restrictions they have given you. Y'all better know. Come on here now. All right, I'm almost wrapping this up. Sorry. The sacrifices of Yah are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Oh, God, you will not despise. He said he want our spirit broken. And he want our hearts to be broken and what? Humble. Sit down. Be humble. Okay, I'm done. Deuteronomy 4 and 7. For what nation is so great? I read that already. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. 
that his glory may dwell in our land. Psalms 85 and 9. For he never thought to show kindness, but persuaded the poor and needy and brokenhearted even unto their death. Because he needs us to be in a place of humility. And you already know. When COVID hit, everybody was godly. Three months later, niggas was back to doing the same shit again. How quickly do we forget about God? Moving on. <clears throat> At Psalms 109 and 6. You are near, O Yahuwah, and all your commandments are true. Psalms 119, verse 151. Yah is near to all who call on him, to all who call out to him in truth. Notice it says all that call out to him in what? Truth. And what is truth? Those principles. Because you're reminding him of his promises to you. And that you're reminding him because you're keeping his principles. You said if I would do X, Y, and Z, that you would do X, Y, and Z. That's you calling out to him in truth. Father, you said you never see the right forsaken nor a seed begging bread. I've walked in my principles. I've given unto the poor. I've, I've sought the, and, and fed the hungry. You understand what I'm saying? You calling out to what? Him in what? Truth in his principles. That's Psalms 145 and 18. Psalms 147 and 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Now, after we've repented ourselves, He's going to sit us down and, and take care of us and, and, and heal us and make us feel better. The important factor is this God will assist us in overcoming a hard, heart but it takes us to do the work for it to come into pass or into completeness this war is intentional in order for you to break free when Aram was 99 years old, Yahuwah appeared to him and said, I am Yah Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. They put perfect there. But blameless is, is better, right? Because if you're blameless, it means you've not done anything wrong to violate someone else. Be blameless, not perfect. And the aspect of perfection meaning blameless. That nobody can say you did some shit. That nobody go to God crying about you because you didn't done something to them. That you've hurt them and you haven't correct them. God tells us we have to make correction. This is why y'all always hear me saying I apologize for what I've done wrong to someone else. Because it is my due diligence to make peace. If you've wronged, 
someone in any way, you have to apologize to make peace because there will be no peace for the people you wrong if you don't set it straight. Genesis 17 and 1. And to be perfect or blameless with Yah, you have, have to root out wickedness. And to root out wickedness, you have to understand that where it comes from or what God's interpretation of wickedness is. You have to know where the descent comes from or where it sits. And it sits right in the middle of your soul in a place where God is supposed to reside in your heart. First Samuel 16 and 7. But Yahuwah said unto Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. You looking at him, he tall, he's strapping. Oh, you think just because the outer appearance of the person is something? No, don't do that. Because the outer appearance will fool you every time, nigga women, nigga men. For Yah sees not as the man sees. He looks on the outward appearance. Man, look at the outer appearance. But God looks at the heart of the man. You always hear me talking about this. All the time. I say it all the time. You hear it say it all the time. That I looked in the heart of the man. And you see the essence of the man's soul. And that's the place where you do the, the that's the place you deal with. Jeremiah 17 and 10. And Yahuwah searched the heart and test the mind. To give every man according to his what ways, according to the fruits of his deeds, meaning God search out the heart, but he tests your mind to see if your mind is strong. And if you fight against it, niggas, you get something. But he also tells you that the things that you do incorrectly, that you're going to have what consequences, because if you climb to do evil, niggas. Ooh, all right now. Psalms 51 and 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. A clean heart will give you what? A right spirit. Proverbs 21 and 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. But Yahuwah weighs the heart. Following your desires make you what? Self-righteous. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Self-driven. You already heard me. I'm all on it. I got it. I got it. All right. Moving on. Psalms. I'm sorry. Proverbs 21 and 2. Every way of a man is. Oh, nope. Nope. Proverbs. I'm sorry. Psalms 41 and 21. Would not God discover this? For he knows the secrets of the heart. You shit hiding in there, niggas. That you really ain't hiding. You be having all kind of shit going on in the heart now. All kind of 
freaking nasty debaucherous shit going on that you do in hiding. All kinds of rebellion and 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 and, and all kind of stuff and whatnotness. You know how we are, people. We always want to hide shit. Like I hide them skins in here that one one time. Yum 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 yum. <laughs> Would not God discover this? For He knows the secrets of the heart. Okay, First Kings eight and thirty nine. Then here in uh, then here in heaven your dwelling place, and forgive and act. And render to each whose heart you know, according to all his ways, according to all their what ways, be they good or bad, niggas. <laughs> Did it say the devil was doing this shit? Nope. It told you God was going to do what? Test your heart. Test the mind. <laughs> to see if you're going to incline to do what? Evil. For you, you only know the heart of all the children of mankind. <clears throat> he definitely does. First Kings 8 and 39. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Yahuwah, my rock, my redeemer. So um, Proverbs 3 and 5 and 6. Trust in Yahuwah with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. Do not what? Lean to your own understanding. What? Do not what? Lean to your own understanding. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it because it's what I want to do. I don't care what nobody tell me what to do because I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, however I want to do it, and nobody going to tell me nothing different. Boom, boom, niggas. He tell you not to do what? Lean to your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him who God. And he will what? Make straight your path. Woo! Bam! The rock. <laughs> See I love niggas. Light on up. Even the path. Come on here now. He'll make straight your path. There you go, ma'am. All right, girl. Get with it. Ezekiel 36 and 26. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will put it within you. And I remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Proverbs 3 and 5. Oh man, I already did that. See what happened when I be doing these mess and this one the ADHD be doing his own thing and shit. This one thing it's doing its own thing. This one thing it's doing its thing. Now it's time to play our own game. It's not to play our game. I oh, know it's not that's not what it says. One of these kids is doing their own thing. That's the one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get my life together. Anyway, you know, yeah. Um, Proverbs 27 and 19. As in the water, face reflects face. So the heart of man reflects man. Woo! Woo! Father! Yes, yes, yes. Basically, he's saying, look at the mirror, you see yourself. 
But the heart reflects the actions of man. So, nigga, if you ain't shit, your actions gonna be what? Ain't shit. Mm. Mm. So, he already telling you what the true aspect of your heart is. And y'all want to get mad when a nigga call you out on your shit. When you be doing wrong. And then you want to get mad because they telling you you should do right. And then you don't want to do right because you want to do what you want to do. And you be talking about people trying to tell you what to do. Niggas. What's in your heart is reflected in your deeds. You know a man by their deeds. You know a man by their actions. You know a man by what he does. If he got standards, you'll see it. If he ain't got none and he ain't shit, you won't see his standards in his walk, in his way, in his dealings with others. Niggas, a righteous man deals softly with other people. An unrighteous man go cutting all across the board and they don't give a shit, leaving carnage all behind them. Deal with yourself, niggas. I done already told you. Don't say shit to me. Nigga, want me? Why you a weak? You want me? Nigga, I done already told you. I'm cutting my own ass with my own motherfucking words, too. So we all in this bitch cut right now. We all in here cut. Cut, cut, cut. Like a razor blade. Or like a piece of paper because that cut on the goddamn have you ever had a yes. paper cut me oh. that shit hurt worse than right anything and had, I, I cut my lip one day got down yes envelope shit keep playing I didn't already told you God is dealing with all niggas in the house today Yahuwah is near to the brokenhearted, and he saved the crushed spirit. Your spirit got to be crushed. Why would God want to crush my spirit? Because we ain't shit. We ain't shit. You see us all around the town doing all kind of shit. Here she go again. She always preaching. And why you always got to yell at us? Why you always telling us we doing wrong? Nigga, we all doing wrong. I started off this podcast declaring my bullshit. One of the best jokes takes pressure. Gotta press it. <laughs> can I can I can I ask you one question? Can I ask you one question? Why is it so hard for people to correct their wrong? Deeds. Why is it hard for us to correct our deeds? Why is it hard for people to apologize when they've done wrong? Come on, niggas. Why can't you do it? I don't know what to say. I don't have no excuse. <laughs> I woke up with this song on my mind. I don't know why. Guilty as Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean. Oh, goddamn. How the hell did I keep this? This is what happened when you be. 
Nigga, I'm tripping. I'm straight tripping. That ADHD be winning. You know I was on the thing today trying to figure out how I can get me some natural remedies for this ADHD situation. Lion's Mane. Yeah, I ordered that already. I ordered that and I also ordered me some sea moss. Seeds are... Baby, um, I have stored up the, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, nigga. Stirring up, storing up the word of God helps a nigga daily, nigga. He said, tell it everywhere you go. Speak it to and fro. Wake up with it on your mind. Go to sleep with it on your mind everywhere you go, nigga. Why you always talking about God, nigga? Why you always talking about the Bible, nigga? Because he my life. Because without him, I'm going to fail. I'm already fucked up. I need him in my life more than ever now, goddamn. Yes, I'm going to sing it to the hills. And if you don't want to hear it, nigga, stay away from me. Real shit. Because the people who delight in God will find comfort in his word daily. You'll know everything about a person you need when they talk to you. I'm going to church. You never hear a nigga talk any word of God. It don't come out their mouth ever. But them niggas in the church from sunup to sundown and you won't see no reflection of God in their goddamn life. I just want to say. Store up the word of God in your life so that you won't sin. All right, niggas, we almost done. (sighs) With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Be strong and let your heart take courage. All you who wait for God... The real reason why niggas heart be all messed up because y'all niggas can't wait on God. Y'all be wanting to hurry up and do shit. You want shit to hurt. Nigga, I'm talking to myself now. All right, goddamn. (laughs) I'm definitely talking to myself. No, I don't. I I can't stand waited. I don't like lands. I have anxiety, nigga. And the more I got awake, the more anxious I get, goddamn. It be real bad in these streets, goddamn it. The longer I got to wait on something. And I, you know you got to pray for it. God, give me patience. Give me patience. Give me patience. He's giving me patience on some things and some things, niggas. I don't. But I tell you one thing I'm learning. I'm learning to give it over and let it go. You can even tell by my... My podcast, you don't hear me talking about half of the shit I was talking about before. Because I let go. I ain't heard from them in almost two months. And I just let go. And last thing I did was text them good morning. I ain't heard from them back. I ain't hear nothing back. I'm over it. God is still good, no matter what. I'm going to take the rest of this time to heal. And in the new year, niggas, dating is on. Yeah. Okay, I'm moving on now. Um, Let us steadfast, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. 
bind them around your neck, write them on your tablet, on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of men and God. So he telling you to walk in love and faithfulness in God. Forsake you. Let not steadfast in love, meaning walking in the principles of love and faithfulness. Forsake you, let it not, meaning you should do it. Walk in love and principle. And he said, bind them around your neck, meaning carry them everywhere you go. These principles, walk in love everywhere you go. Walk in faithfulness everywhere you go. Write them on a tablet of your heart. Keep them close to you. So that you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. These principles not only please God, but it will cause you to have favor in the eyesight of man. Nigga, nobody knows like I do when it comes to being decent to other people and the benefit thereof. I'm just waiting for it all to come to fruition. Oh my goodness. You know the party tomorrow though, right? Yes, I know. Alright, nigga. Ready? Get ready. Um even it, now you think about a blessing that could bless me, but then it's also gonna turn around and bless my baby. And it came from that incident. It could have went eat I could have went a tail bearer and, and gossiping all around the tail. But I chose to hold my principle. And do what was correct. And I prayed on that thing. And it gave me favor, which is about to give you favor. Come on now, y'all. Y'all, I promise you. I know a lot of times people be, you know, don't like to listen to the things I say. And you might believe the things I be saying is a little self-righteous or whatever. I I, I get that. I, I get how that can feel. I, I understand. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things we ain't been taught, you know. And it's a lot of things we just don't want to fucking do. But when I promise you these things pay off and we still going back to we have to learn to what? Wait on God. All of the things that God has been giving me. I went rushing through getting a business together, rushing, trying to get all this stuff to do it right, right now. And it never came out right because I couldn't wait. I didn't want to wait. But the more I just stopped rushing and trying to make something happen. The more things he lined up in my line of sight and put together for me. Because you got to learn to let things go and let him move. And you get out of your own way. Niggas, you didn't heard me say it multiple times. I got all up in my way doing shit. Moving on. He who has a clean hand and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to do what is false and does not swear deceitfully. I promise you I'm going to pay my bill with this, but I'm going to go to Beyonce concert. I promise I'm going to put some gas in my car, but I'm going to go to get me something to eat. 
That's why I love my daddy. He always sent a little extra. You pay that thing that he asked, which you asked him for. But he always give you a little extra so you can have something else left. I, I found that principle a long time ago. When somebody asks me for something, I give them the amount. Or if I can, if I don't have it, I don't have it. But if I do have it, I always give over because you want them to have a little extra to do something else with. Because if they broke, they ain't got nothing money to do anything. Moving on. He who has a clean hand and a pure eye, who does not lift up his soul to to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. He that separated himself seeketh his own desire and snarls against all sound wisdom. Woo! Niggas. Listen, 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 Linda. Listen, 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 listen. Woo! Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. That that wasn't even that wasn't even the verse I was looking for. Uh, uh-uh. but when I saw it, but when I saw it, cause I know how niggas can be. I don't like people. I want to be by myself. I don't like this. I can't stand this. I'm gonna separate myself. Ooh wee. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do that, and then nigga. He that separate himself and seeks his own desire, meaning I'm not finna be doing what you doing. Because I know you're trying to do the right thing. I don't want to do that. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. By my own will. By my own desire. <laughs> it said he snarls against what? All sound wisdom. Meaning he rejects it. When somebody's trying to tell you, don't do it this way. You know, if you do it this way, this is just the outcome. I don't, I don't care. I'm doing this my way. This way I'm going to do it. You know how we get. You know how we are. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to move on. A place where knowledge dwells in our ability to search out a matter for the edification of one's own soul. If we look at Eve, who already knew the truth that was told to her, but she still made a conscious decision to follow after her own heart. But the thing you must ask yourself if she understood that, if she knew what she did was wrong and she was going to do it in a way. I didn't say she considered or reflected to decide whether or not she should immediately act upon because she didn't. Did you hear her say, serpent? Let me think about that. No, that's not what the fuck she did. (laughs) How dangerously effective the system we live in and how well all the machine of rebellion is around us. To the point that people don't even recognize how impactful this government and its people has been on the mind of the people of God. One has to reflect to truly comprehend having the wool pull over your eyes and you're blind and you don't even know it. Nigga woman, what you talking about? Because niggas, when you give people sound judgment, you teach them, you impart we reject it. Matter of fact, we'll listen and we might change for two days. And then one week later, niggas back in Jesus. I find this every time. People will agree and accept and make the change. And two weeks later, here comes Jesus. I'm like, damn, that Jesus shit is some real shit. Because you live in a system with people doing other stuff. 
And it takes strong will and, and mind power to fight against the shit you see around you every day. We still living in a country that teaches kids that it's normal to, to, to say that you are of a different sex and tell them that it's, it's right and it's scientifically right, possible. And then they give them pills so they can change their bodies. And then by the time they become adults and they can't change shit back, they all crying and killing themselves and committing suicide. This is the same country that focused on bullying and now kids can't even go to school every day. They got to be homeschooled because stepping onto the school grounds is so hard for them to come in. They have all kind of anxiety and they don't even want to go into school. This is the same country that told you it's okay to kill your child. This is the same country that stole people's land and told them it was for their own good. And then had our audacity to tell them, you can't live here, now go over there. You can't live over there, now go over here. Created reservations for you to live on. This your land now. Nigga, come on here now, goddamn. I don't understand how we... Mm-mm. I'm, let me shut up, because you know how I get. I'm going down the way. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, prideful. And before honor goes, Humility. So pridefulness or rebellion cause you to be destroyed. But humility brings what? Honor. Do, I mean, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that indulge in it shall eat the fruit thereof. Meaning the things that you say and speak and do. The things that you do. The things that you speak. The things that you say with your mouth. The things that you do with your mouth. Huh? You're going to have the consequences of the words that you speak out here. Now you better be careful of the shit you say. I be saying it all the time now, goddamn. The thing about the desires of the heart is that you believe that he brings goodness, satisfaction, pleasure, and such. But what you never consider is the aftermath of the choices that you've allowed your heart to make. You never considered all the lives attached to your choices. You never consider whether or not God is pleased with the actions that you've done. Nigga. But I got another scripture for that one. The thing you find is the more you break it or subject yourself to be in a place of humility, the more desperate your heart gets. And it literally is battling within one is literally battling within oneself. You're fighting with yourself. Let righteous win. For the end, Psalm of David, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. This is other actions motherfuckers do in order to justify their stuff. They say God don't exist. They have corrupted themselves. It told you that the people that say, now, first of all, it tells you that a fool says that there's no God. A Nabal. You remember we talked about this. Yep, yep. <laughs> 
They've corrupted themselves. Anyone that said God doesn't exist is corrupt in the mind. And become abominable abominable by their devices, meaning their doing. They become abominable. That in the ball is something, ain't it? Abominable. Causing moral revolution. Abominable. When your morals are compromised. Meaning they're morally compromised. By their devices or actions. There is none that does goodness. There is not even so much as one. And he's referencing a fool. A Nabal. A self-righteous, narcissistic jackass. One who cannot be corrected. Moving on. How much less men who is vile and corrupt. Who drinks injustice like water. Father God in heaven. Injustice is to not do what is correct in the eyes of your brother. So he's saying you drink it like water. That means you just keep on guzzling it down over and over again. It means you do it so much that you don't even realize that you're doing it. Because water becomes a part of you. You need it to nourish your body. So you nourish your whole self in injustices. Moving on. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him, God. In all his schemes, there is no God. <laughs> you out here scheming and you know God ain't got nothing to do with it. That's why you be scheming so easily. That's how we can do these things that we do to other people. We scheme and, and con and plan and take. And God ain't nowhere in it. Oh, niggas, we, I come from a whole lot of crooks. And niggas justify a whole bunch of shit. So you already know, nigga. I'm telling you, I'm just cut. Get my song, guy. Okay, um... I was telling my client, I was like, I get lost in music. That's my pace. Right, let me get this together because I got to wash my hair and wash my clothes. Get ready for work tomorrow. Remember how the enemy has mocked you. Oh, Yahuwah, how a foolish people has spurned your name. Rejected God's name. That's why we lost his name. That's why we calling them Lord and JC. Because our ancestors spurred his name. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Ooh. Come on now. When we envy the lives of the wicked, we are foolish. Why y'all looking at Jay-Z, Benjamin's bullshit? And y'all trying to model your life after the folks 
you're operating in a mindset of the foolish because you end up fucking yourself. Because people seek after a lifestyle they can't even goddamn afford. And the reason why they sell you this lifestyle is to keep your ass in perpetual debt and none of our ass catch it. Y'all name brand clothes horse. Oh, look at what I got. I got Gucci. Not that. Ooh, I'm buying this Gucci burger. This purse gonna last me for some years. Not, not Gucci. Gucci don't last shit. They don't, they don't use leather no more. Well, you gonna, if you're going to invest in the purse, you might as well do coach. Because at least when your shit get broke, you can pay $25 and they'll fix it. Um, a brutish man knoweth not. Neither doeth a fool understand this. The heart opened and swallowed up. Dotha. And the company of Abraham. No. And covered the company of Abraham. So while Abraham, who was a what? Good friend and righteous man. Was protecting themselves because somebody was coming against them. The ground opened up and swallowed a whole group of people. But he protected Abraham and his people. Because remember, Abraham and his household followed what? The ways of God. Even his servants did. Imagine your righteousness so so great that people just you just impact people's lives. They keep changing their life for the betterment of it. For I envy for I was envious at the foolish. Oh shit, where I'm at now, goddamn. The wicked though the pride of his countenance, the shit, the wicked through the pride of his countenance, his face will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Meaning you don't consider God with your deeds. Meaning you make decisions and practices without considering God in your life. Psalms 10 and four for the cheap musician, David, the, do Dueg the Edomite came and told Saul and said unto him, David has come to the house of Amalek, who boasted thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man. The goodness of God endureth continually, meaning while somebody is out telling on you or, or, or trying to snitch on your ass and catch you up. When you walk in the principles of God, he's always going to bless you. And at that particular point, they were hungry and they were running and they fed him. And he found refuge there. But David was such an honorable man that he refused to stay there because he didn't want the people who took him in to be hurt by protecting him. We're talking about a character of a man who even considered the people who chose to take him in and made moves so that the person that chose to take him in wouldn't get in trouble or hurt, get hurt behind what he did. Imagine that honorable. 
that you think like this. Man, some of us today, we don't, we'll, man, these kind of people today, ain't no, ain't, ain't, can't, you can't even find them. Not in our people, it's rare. And thou saith, how do with God knows? Can, can he judge through a dark cloud? Now, how, how disrespectful is that? Because there are people, right? He in the clouds. What can he see? Can he see me do anything? I ain't here nowhere. I ain't, what am I supposed to do with a God I can't see? But you ain't seen Jesus either, did you? I heard someone say something very profound yesterday. Because some preacher was out there dressed as a Grinch and told them that Santa don't exist. Jesus does. And then the person said, well, if you want to find out the answer to both of them, just pray to each one of them and leave some cookies out and see which one will come and get the cookies. <laughs> he said, neither one of them will. Hello? Hold on, y'all. Sorry, y'all. My son was calling me back, but some good news. But we'll we'll um we'll tell the news when when it comes forth. I'm learning to be very selective about shit I say, nigga. We almost on three hours. Okay, let me hurry up. Um, <laughs> no, oh, we are. This is the end of it right here. Um, um, to the chief musician, the Psalm of David, the servant of God, the transgression of the wicked saith in his heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. Father God in heaven. The Psalms 36, 1 through 4. Psalms 94, 4 through 8. How long shall they utter and speak hard things? And all the workers of iniquity boast themselves. They crush your people, God, hurting those you claim as your own. They kill widows and foreigners and murder orphans. You already know who they're talking about. They say, Yahuwah isn't looking. They say, and besides, the God of Israel doesn't care. I told y'all niggas this is what the man said when they took y'all ass into captivity. Take notice, you senseless ones among the people, you fools. When will you become wise? When will we become wise? Because the wisdom of the people is keeping the principles of God. The wisdom of the people is keeping the principles of God. As I close out tonight, you guys understand, Nick? I'm going to reiterate the things that you need to ponder on 
and take your time and digest it. Huh? Take your time and digest it because this is a lot to consider. And that thing is, who are you battling? Yourself. What are you battling? Your, your heart. And what should you be battling? Against sin. Follow the principles of God and you'll never lose. I was just telling my son that. Because he called me with some positive news. And as always, sound like Caleb. <laughs> you know, Caleb called me again this week too. Um, let me tell you. When we walk in the principles of God, we can never lose. We will always win. Hold fast and stand strong in God's principles. And the things you can't control, you just pray to God about it. And let him do it and fix it. Turn it over into his hands. Because that's what I've done. In every area, I'm trying my best to turn everything over to him. Because, nigga, I be fucking everything up when I do it. Fuck up relationships. Fuck up everything. I don't know. I'm just trying to get it right. As always, we learn from mistakes. Or we should be learning from our mistakes. Much love and respect to you. Know that I love you and I appreciate you. And niggas, don't be getting mad. You know I be talking shit, but you know I love you too. I really do. I love. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't teach. So, y'all, I got three more weeks left on this job I got now, and I embark on a new job paying 11 grand more a year. So, that's a blessing. God is good. So, you're getting me closer to the 100. Yeah. And I mailed off my... Um, my stuff so I can get my license so we can even increase because I have some good blessings that that can come forth if, if once I get my license so anyway I love y'all appreciate you pray for me as I pray for you and much love and respect shalom and I'm sorry niggas it was three hours <laughs>